Okay, Boker Tov, everybody. So we are continuing with Teshuvah, Restoring Life, and Rabbi Leichter. And we've been discussing the matter of Vidui, confession, and how confession, which is integral to the Teshuvah process, has a certain challenge to it. Because true Teshuvah, as he says, cannot be built on aspiration. And very often our vidui is based on aspiration. It's based, based on what we could have become that we didn't become. So he says that that's not enough. That's not going to create sufficient motivation to carry out true teshuva, complete teshuva. Our regret must be based on the concrete and tangible of what we have actually done and that which exists. It must be based on specific, tangible things that actually happened. But there's a basic problem. As long as we are steeped in our Averot, we are in a sense blinded by them. We, we can't see. We, can't, we don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. We don't have a clear sense of how bad they are. We're in it. When you're in something, you don't necessarily have that perspective to realize how bad something is once you're steeped in it. So he says, if we use the approach to Teshuvah that this whole book has been about, we can find a way to ensure that our Vidui is effective. So he explains that we've been discussing the Amira Ni'ima, we've described as the pleasant, the, the sweet nature of Torah, the connection to Torah that we've been discussing through uh, studying the very Torah that relates to the problem that we are trying to correct. So he says that the Amira Ni'ima creates a certain detachment from our Avirot. We passionately come to identify with the higher spiritual level. Once we have separated ourselves and brought us to ourselves to this higher spiritual level, we are much more capable of relating to the Avira in a more objective and more detached way and feeling the anguish, feeling the pain of the Avira that we have done. And we can declare, this is the quote he says, the pleasure and benefit that I received from the Chet is not equal to the grave damage that it has inflicted on me because it has prevented me from fulfilling what I really want. So the, the process of vidui can remove the attraction of our negative drives by reaching a level of clarity that the thoughts and feelings are so tangible that they can receive verbal expression. We choose a new path. It reflects our newly developed relationship with the Torah and with Avodat Hashem. So that's the concept that once we have this idea of Amiran Ni'ima, of in-depth study of Torah, which of a certain area that a person struggles with that allows him to separate and to look objectively back at the Avera, so then a person's in a position that they can properly feel the anguish, feel the pain, because they can see how problematic the Avera was and how much it, it brought a person down. So when we express genuine anguish over our Averot, we can uproot our negative drives and eliminate the dark and impure forces in our nature. That's what happens the, when a person has this advantage of the Amira, Nira, and the Iman does the Vidui. And then he says that there's a downward flow, this is very deep ideas, but a downward flow of Hashem's light from the Neshama to the Ruach to the Nefesh, so that ultimately the Nefesh is reconnected to its root, meaning the, the Shoresh, which is that of being separated from sin, that which is being clear from sin, that happens through the starting up top, and it works down, but it all starts with the process of studying Torah in depth. 
and he adds one more component, one more aspect over here about also something we've discussed about changing a perspective on life, changing perspective on different areas and how we experience and view life. So he gives one very interesting example in the realm of Lashon Hara. So he explains regarding Lashon Hara, he gives us a story from Rav Wolbi. Rav Wolbi is one of the great Baalei Musar, who was also the Rebbe of Rav Leichter. So he says, he used to speak of a certain woman that it was impossible to speak Lashon Hara around her. Because whenever she heard something negative about somebody else, her immediate response would be to ask, how can we be of help? She wouldn't be looking for the negativity within that person or the negativity within the situation, but rather, how can I help? How can I make the situation better? She wasn't looking for the juicy gossip, but rather, she was looking for the compassionate message that the world was speaking to her. And he says, very interesting explanation of understanding a little bit deeper about Lashon Hara. He says, Lashon Hara is fueled by the implicit egotistical belief that other people are, are here to serve us. That's, the, that's how Lashon Hara, Hara works. That's why people speak Lashon Hara. Because they view the other person, their lives and actions offer material from which we can derive enjoyment, as well as a more positive sense of ourselves. It's all, we use the other person, their experiences, their pain, their downfall as a way that we can get enjoyment and we could have a more positive, make, our, make us feel better. We're using the other people for us and to make us feel good. So he says, when this egotistical perspective is replaced by a more altruistic approach, meaning we're, we're thinking of it in a more giving way, in a more kind way, the emphasis, and emphasis is actually placed on how we can serve others the enthusiasm for Lashon Hara naturally dissipates. So we shift the focus from making ourselves feel good by putting other people down to how can we help other people. So it completely changes the way we relate to the speech of other people and it removes the interest, the desire in Lashon Hara. So he says, just to summarize, that when we shift our worldview as a place to serving Hashem, as opposed to a place for expressing our Yitzhar Hara, we change our outlook, we also acquire a different capacity for behavior and actions. So we have to make a clear and decisive choice to do the work, because it has to involve changing our very nature. It doesn't just happen. We have to clearly decide that we're going to do it. So he says that we're connected to the world of Torah through the Amiran Ni'ima approach that enables us to make this choice. This choice to share, to change our perspective on the world, change our perspective on life, to develop a relationship to Torah and mitzvot. And what Vidui does is that Vidui expresses and concretizes this choice. For exercising our positive will and studying Torah cannot by themselves ensure that the world sends us a message free of chait. Only with Vidui that we can guarantee that the world will not convey negative or even mixed messages, but only positive ones. We do it, we can separate ourselves from the Averot, and we can use that to shift our perspective on the world, to be focused one of mitzvot, and seeing the world in a godly way, seeing the world in a way that we can serve Hashem, rather than seeing the world in a way of Averot, and in that way, be able to move forward in the process of Teshuvah. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tuv.